want to hear kids' voices. We want to hear what they have to say, especially when they're right there in front of you and, you know, they, they, the topic involves them directly. And so that's a really important reason why BTN needs to exist, is to give young people a voice. Welcome to the AIS New South Wales Creating Cohesive Communities podcast series, developed by the Association of Independent Schools, New South Wales. My name is Julia Jember. And my name is Kate Xavier. Today, we're joined by the amazing Amelia Mosley from BTN. Amelia Mosley is an experienced journalist and presenter who is best known in schools and homes across Australia as the host of national ABC Children's News program, Behind the News, or BTN. Amelia grew up in Adelaide and studied journalism at the University of South Australia. She worked in various roles in the media industry before becoming a BTN reporter and later the face of the flagship show, which is produced in Adelaide. She is passionate about being a diverse role model on Australian screens and works hard to educate and inspire millions of children every week. Join us as we focus on community cohesion, supporting student voice in fostering media literacy and critical thinking with BTN. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands and airways in which we are meeting and broadcasting today as we share our learning. We also pay respect to elders both past and present, as it is their knowledge and experiences that holds the key to the success of our future generations. Hi, Amelia. How are you today? Hi. Hi, Julia and Kate. I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. It's just amazing. Um, And we really are looking forward to unpacking a few um, themes around BTN and media literacy for students and schools. So let's just get into it. Amelia, BTN is part of the Australian school experience and landscape. Can you tell us a bit about the history of this iconic show? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So BTN or Behind the News has been around for 55 years. We actually just celebrated our 55th birthday uh, a couple of weeks ago, so a really big one. Uh, and it's uh, the third longest running TV show in Australian history, which a lot of people actually don't know. So um, we are behind uh, Play School and Four Corners, uh, or Four Corners Play School BTN, I believe. I think that's the correct order. So in pretty good company there. Um, and basically the whole idea of BTN is pretty much, it exists for the same reason that it was first started and that's to provide the news to primary school aged kids in a way that they can understand, in a way that they can engage with, they can relate to, um, that we talk about matters that, uh, we talk about things that matter to them, um, and things that affect them and we get their voices into the news as well. And so... That's uh, the reason I think that we still exist to this day and we have existed for so long um, because there's obviously a real need out there for this, for this program. Um, and so it's, it's a pretty cool legacy that I'm part of. I'm pretty proud of being um, the host of BTN. Uh, so, yeah, and, and it's really important as well that like through watching um, BTN, I think that students sort of increase their understanding not just of the news but also of world events um, and 
They also sort of learn a lot of skills like critical thinking. Um, they, I think we spark a lot of discussions about social issues. Um, they also get to talk about things that matter to them. So we have rookie reporter stories, um, which basically engage kids to become the reporters and to tell the stories their way. And thank goodness to technology, it's helped us to, um, you know, get stories from all over Australia and from all over the world. Uh, and yeah, they're some of my absolute favorite stories. Um, but we've also expanded uh, in recent years as well. Uh, you might you might ask me about this, but um, yeah, we've expanded into um, not just BTN. So when BTN first started, it was sort of um, a guy behind a desk in uh, black and white before color TV, slightly British accent, don't really know why. Um, very formal um, and we've obviously changed so much since then over the years. Um, we've gone from, you know, what lots of people your age and, and my age to remember, which is a big TV being rolled into classrooms and everyone gathering around. We've gone from that sort of format now to something that's entirely different. So besides obviously being in colour um, and dressing a little differently and sounding a little differently, um, we incorporate all sorts of technology in the way that we, um, we produce the stories, but also um, in the way that they're watched. So kids around Australia now watch us, you know, on different platforms, streaming services on demand. Um, they watch, still watch us on TV as well. Um, they uh, watch us on their tablets, on their laptops at school, on their phones. Uh, we also have our daily news program, Newsbreak, um, which is a five-minute bulletin that's every single weeknight and basically sums up the day's news um, in a fun way. And that's also... Um, sort of a YouTube style show. So it's done a little bit differently again. Um, and then on top of that, we also now have BTN High, which is really exciting. And that launched earlier this year. Um, and that's the first time that we've ever, um, you know, gone into uh, high schools and, and created content exclusively for high schoolers at BTN. So it's changed a lot since 1968 and I hope will continue to change um, even more over the years and, and hopefully in another you know, 45 years, it won't be me, unfortunately, Kate and Julia. I don't, I don't think anyway. I think I'll be too old to be presenting them. But <laughs> we'll have somebody else, hopefully, who is um, talking about BTN and, and how far we've come. And um, I hopefully, yeah, continue to exist long into the future. Amazing, Amelia. You're right. You have just um, signposted to all the amazing questions we had for you in regards to covering, you know, what, you know the, the history of BTN, you know, the, the importance of that journey for students and our communities, no matter young or old. I um, love that you also um, touched upon all the amazing new programs as well and, and the need for them and, and the impact of them. So why do you think BTM popularity has been so enduring and why does it continue to add value today? Yeah, so the, I honestly say this all the time. I think that BTN still exists today, obviously because of the need um, of, you know, having a program, especially on the ABC, um, which is, you know, really dedicated to providing news to an age group that is essentially left out of the general news media most of the time. Uh, so, you know, besides that, um, which I'll speak a bit more about in a second, but besides that, I think the, the really big reason that BTN still exists 55 years later is because we don't patronise children. We don't patronise them in the way that we deliver the news 
and current affairs to them. We try to speak to them somewhere between like a teacher and a friend, you know, so, so we try to talk to them in a way that um, they can understand, but that doesn't say, oh, you're young, you know, you won't understand this or let me explain this to you. Um, we try very hard to make sure that we are pitching our tone, even our jokes, even the way we present um, to the correct audience age group. Um, it has expanded a bit over the years. We used to say sort of 8 to 12. Um, now often 12-year-olds are in, are in high school, so we're sort of, you know, sometimes more like a even a 7 to 11-year-old sort of age group, some younger, some older. Um, and, you know, even within that there is a lot of variance, but generally I think we have been nailing it over the years. I think, you know, if I do say so myself, I think we, we really have the right tone and I think that's really important because kids are so attuned to being patronised. Uh, you know, they, they know when you're patronising them. You know, they know when you're talking down to them and they immediately switch off. And so it's just so important and I think that's a really big reason that we still exist is because we don't do that. Um, but I also think it's really important that we exist because kids are left out of the news so often. So there are so many times when I, you know, working for the ABC, we'll be looking at news stories uh, from from even within our organisation um, done by other journalists uh, for what we call BTN adult news. And we see that there is a story that say about, um, you know, something to do with schools and students. And the journalist goes into the school and they talk to a teacher. They talk to uh, the principal. They talk to a parent. They talk to a politician. But they do not speak to the kids. And, you know, this happens constantly and it's something that we really don't like at BTN. Uh, we want to hear kids' voices. We want to hear what they have to say, especially when they're right there in front of you and, you know, they, they, the topic involves them directly. And so that's a really important reason why BTN needs to exist is to give young people a voice uh, and to make sure that, that they are, you know, included in, in these topics which are often discussing them but aren't asking them what they think or how they feel. And I think a lot of that also comes down to just a little bit of a um, – almost a fear of, or a hesitation from a lot of journalists in my experience uh, to speak to kids because they don't necessarily know how to speak to a 10-year-old um, in a way that's going to get a good answer. And so that's another thing that we know how to do very well at BTN is how to speak to kids and get answers from them and get them to tell us what they think um, it's, it's, you know, a matter of answer, asking open-ended questions and saying, you know, instead of, oh, so did you have a good time doing that? Yes. No. It's saying, tell me about this activity and how you feel about it. You know, what do, did you like about this? And boom, you have a different answer. Um, so, yeah, it's just something that we, we've learned to do over time. But, again, I think it's a big reason why we are still so popular because we include students in our stories and we ask them what they think and it gives them an opportunity to be involved in the media landscape. That is transformational. Thank you so much. And just to have that opportunity and platform for student voice authentically really shows the positive impact. Thank you so much for sharing. The fact that you've covered student voice is so wonderful. It's so important. And that's something that we're really promoting here at the Community Cohesion Project because student voice 
is really essential for creating cohesive communities. Just circling back, Amelia, um, to the BTN High, what are some of the stories you will cover in BTN High? So BTN High is something we are so excited about at, at BTN. So yeah, launched earlier this year, beginning of this year with the school term, and it's the first time that we have at BTN ventured into uh, creating content exclusively for high schoolers and for high school classrooms and high school teachers. Uh, we are really, really wanting to be here to support teachers. Uh, and so basically we, we have covered so many different topics. So we release uh, two stories a week. We are not like a traditional uh, TV show in the way that BTN still in many ways is, is done. We are a sort of digital first uh, content um, offering. So we do two stories a week released on our website and on iView and on ABC and BTN socials. And so what we do is those stories are about five, six minutes and they cover uh, topics which are in the news but are also educational and that's really important to us in the same way that BTN is, uh, you know, we, we create our stories in line with the Australian curriculum. We're doing the same thing but for high schoolers now. So we really make sure that our stories are in line with the Australian curriculum, that they will be relevant to teachers, that they'll be useful to teachers and students in classrooms. And so the stories that we're talking about are, across all sorts of different topics and all sorts of different subject and learning areas. So we are uh, doing, you know, stories that focus on, um, on social issues, on well-being. We've done quite a few of those. Um, so that's things like, you know, phone bans in schools, mental health issues, um, stopping students from going to school. Um, we're talking about we've done a lot of, you know, sort of history type stories. So like um, I've recently done one on Nazi symbolism that came, came out today and that was a, a big request from a lot of teachers actually to cover that topic. Um, so the far right um, Nazi symbols um, and then there obviously is history and so we're talking about the history of World War II and, and Hitler, et cetera. Um, we've done stories on um, LGBTQI plus rights in Australia and, um, you know, uh, uh, the legalisation of um, homosexuality or homosexual acts in Australia. Um, so, you know, and all of these stories as well, like I said, we try to incorporate um, student voices. So we're going out into high schools um, in many of those cases and we're asking students what they think. We're asking them their opinions. We're asking them what changes they want to see. You know, in the case of um, uh, LGBTQIA plus rights, you know, we spoke to kids um, in a club that talked about you know, what had their experiences growing up in Australia and what they'd like to see change. Um, and we got some stories in, in there about bullying and things like that. So really honest accounts too. And I think that is just so important for students to hear from other students, especially in that high school age group as well. Um, and we're really wanting to start a lot of discussions in classrooms too. Um, and that was something that, you know, we got feedback from teachers who said that they'd really like to um, have these discussions and, and inspire these discussions through watching our stories. And so we've focused a lot on that, you know, where we pick stories as well that, that get, get people talking and, and kind of get that critical thinking happening, which is very important as well, I think, for students in this age group who are growing up in a world where things can often be framed in like as being like black and white um, and no grey in between. 
which just, um, you know, is, is just like something that, that isn't always the case. And it's good to know that, you know, some people have different opinions. Um, some people live their lives differently, view things differently. Um, but also to talk about, for instance, this week, you know, there's a difference between freedom of speech and hate speech, for example, with the Nazi symbol story. So these sorts of discussions are the things that we really hope that BTN High will inspire in classrooms across Australia. Thank you so much for that, Amelia. It was really, it's great to, to see that really clear connection here to our community cohesion project and how schools who want to enhance um, young people's understanding of, of hate speech, for example, have got a great resource that they can tap into, uh, watch a little video and have some supporting resources. So that's really exciting for us to hear. So we're really, really excited to uh, watch that one and view that one ourselves and certainly be able to encourage other um, teachers and schools to use that resource. On that note, what are some of the benefits for teachers when it comes to using the BTN High resources? Yeah, so we hope that there will be lots of benefits and, uh, you know, we really do want, we want feedback as well and we have been going and asking, um, you know, teachers from different subject areas to really tell us what they think of our stories and we've been taking feedback from teachers because it really does really matter to us that these resources are useful in classrooms and able to be used by high school teachers um, and that students, of course, engage with the way that we are creating these stories too. Um, so super important to us at BTN. Um, but basically there are so many reasons that we, yeah, we hope that that teachers will want to use uh, these resources in the classroom. So like I mentioned before, instead of having the 30-minute um, BTN sort of TV format, um, we do have, you know, our stories individually on our BTN website as well. Um, and we, we just think that by creating just individual stories in this case, rather than that longer TV show sort of format where you're getting five different stories altogether, you're getting just one topic um, and it's in the five, six minute, you know, sort of pretty digestible but not too short um, sort of length for a classroom. Um, and then that means that, you know, teachers can look and say that fits with my subject, that fits with the learning area, that fits with my year level. Um, and that's so I can look at that story and play that story confidently to my classroom, knowing that it's going to be appropriate for the age group. It's going to be engaging because it's BTN, you know, and we do have this reputation of being able to engage and speak to our audience, um, you know, no matter which age group it is now across the whole school, um, all of the year levels. Uh, and so, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be engaging. It's going to be factual um, and it's going to be appropriate. It's not going to have any inappropriate imagery. It's, you know, it's going to be perfect for the classroom. And that's the whole idea for us is just to create those sorts of resources. And we know that that is from having spoken to so many teachers, that's what they want. They, they're just crying out for more resources that are interesting and engaging and trustworthy um, in high school classrooms. So that's what we're really trying to create. Um, on top of that, you know, these can be accessed on our website. So easy access is definitely something we want to, to make sure teachers have as well. So on our website, on iView and, of course, ClickView, which we know so many teachers use. Um, so, yeah, and we also hope that, like I said before, like that these, these resources sort of, spark discussion. So, you know, I wish we could be creating like 15 minute, 10, 15 minute stories. Um, but unfortunately, we just don't have the time and resources to create longer than we are at the moment. Um, because I know some teachers would happily play a 10 to 15 minute story in their classroom and take 
yeah. take a moment and let, let us do that, that for, for them for a minute. Um, but, you know, unfortunately we can't make them that much longer. But we hope that, you know, what happens is people watch the six-minute story and then they can move on to uh, to teach, you know, more more um, from what we've, you know, started basically and that it will spark those discussions um, and it will, you know, help to even add some context when you're talking about certain topics like World War Two or, um, you know, uh, mental health and, and finance. Even we've done quite a few interesting finance stories too and business and things like that. So uh, we just really hope that, yeah, it'll, it'll spark discussion, um, that it's easy to access, um, that it's relevant. So we really make sure as well that each story is, is tailored to the Australian curriculum because we want teachers to be able to use them. Uh, yeah, so hopefully lots of reasons that teachers will want to use our VCN higher resources. Fingers crossed. Oh, I really love that. It's, it's really great. Well, I didn't realise that they're on ClickView too, and I think that's really awesome. There's no escaping them. They're everywhere, you know. And the little six-minute um, clips are so good because you can download them onto your laptop and, you know, if you've got a tech issue, you've yes. got them that you can just quickly play. So they're really, um, they're really handy. I really love that format of them. Really useful. You know, as a journalist, why do you think media literacy is such an important capability for young people? Oh, it's so important. Um, so I have worked actually at BTN on uh, a whole media literacy series, uh, which we created a few years ago and it's still available. And it was actually um, probably tailored more to that sort of high school age in many ways. Um, but I think it can be used by younger students as well. Um, but this media literacy series is available online and we put so much time and energy into creating this thing. And, and it's basically talking about things like, uh, you know, what makes news news? Um, you know, what are sources? Um, uh, fake news, you know, and how to spot it. So these are just a few of the things that, yeah, we've talked about in this series. And, of course, in classic BTN style, we are in full costumes and wigs and there's all sorts of weird things happening to explain the topics. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that's a resource that we worked on. And uh, the whole reason we did it is because we think media literacy is extremely important for this age group. And now, you know, also we're, we're getting to move more into that high school age group as well as our primary school age group. So I think it's just it's so important across the board a lot of, um, you know, young people are getting their news, or if they're getting their news at all from anywhere in particular, they're usually getting it online. They're going to be getting it from social media. Um, and it's just a, a really fast moving, changing media landscape. And so, you know, you've got high schoolers on TikTok who are, you know, self-diagnosing, they're learning um, difficulties and, and uh, their, you know, mental health issues um, and looking at, you know, finding out all these tips on different life hacks and things like that. And sometimes they're, you know, completely false or misinformation. Obviously, sometimes they are just, you know, having a joke. We all know that. It's, um, you know, hoping that older people will take the bait and say, oh, my gosh, look at these young people, what are they doing? Um, but sometimes it is serious, especially when you're talking about things like self-diagnosing um, and, you know, finding out other tips and things around health. Um, so we know that there is yeah, a lot of misinformation out there and it's just important as well that we um, make sure that people know that, for instance, anyone on uh, social media can position themselves as an expert, um, whether that's, you know, an expert in a certain field or even a news expert. 
as you know, as basically a journalist if they choose to and they do it well enough and people will listen. And so I think it's just more important than ever to make sure that students also understand why journalism exists in the first place, even just going back to the basics, you know, that it's a really important part of our democracy um, and looking at other countries that don't have, you know, free media um, like Australia's. I think it's really important that we make sure that young people understand there's a really important reason why journalism exists too and so that, you know, they can potentially come back to more trusted news sources or at least know to check their sources and things like that. So. There's so many reasons to have uh, to, to instill good media literacy skills in students, but I think also it's really important that as educators and teachers that we continue to keep up with technology and keep up with young people basically, which can obviously be hard to do, but it is really important because it's just going to continue to get more and more confusing as technology develops. You know, we're seeing uh, deep fakes, we're seeing... Um, AI technology like ChatGPT and so much more AI is going to change everything in the media landscape in the near future and uh, our whole jobs and lives are going to change along with it and so I think it's just really important that we continue to keep up with what's going on and where young people are Um, but also yeah getting back to those basics and making sure that we understand why things like journalism exist in the first place because you know, then you're sort of taking away a bit of that mistrust, which is kind of growing around news and, and the traditional media across the world, um, sometimes for good reason. But, you know, I think it's just really important that we make sure that, that students understand what news is as well. Even just the basic concept of like, new, why, why is this thing news? Um, I think can be a bit forgotten as well. You know, people say, oh, but why, why are we talking about this? Why am I seeing that? Why is that news on social media? You post about pretty much anything and they'll say oh but this other thing's going on and it's like so I think it's really important to understand well news is by definition something rare and something that doesn't happen all the time it's also a business and it's something that you know they need clicks and they want people to click on things and view things so I think it's like people don't really understand that a lot of the time too and I'm not even just talking about young people I'm talking about across the board I think that it's not just teenagers and 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 kids that need to, uh, you know, keep on top of media literacy skills. It's also us as adults too. But, yeah, I think it's definitely just so important across the board. It's a really important discussion, I think, and I think um, people, you know, will benefit from kind of hearing some of your perspective and the nuances behind being a journalist and a young person yourself, you know, so it's really great to hear your perspectives <laughs> and <your> insights. And <laughs> you've got a lot you. of expertise that we don't often hear, yeah. hear about and hear from that side of um, news media and so it's really great for young people to consider this as well and to support our teachers when they're having discussions about these things and I think you've raised some really great points. Absolutely. Very refreshing to actually break down, yeah, that sort of binary thinking around journalism and news and and the fact that um, we're all in it together and when that happens, um, there's transformation for communities and for, for yeah. student voice, which is just so profound. You mentioned to us earlier about being a role model for diversity. Can you tell us more about that? I'm actually just very passionate as well about uh, diversity in the media and making sure that, you know, we do um, see different looking people and people from diverse backgrounds and, um, and sexually diverse people on our screens. I think it's just so important. And so 
um, you know, as um, a, a biracial woman, I am so proud to be the face of this show. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it really, really matters to me. And so I just thought I'd mention that as well, because I grew up, you know, where uh, at a time when you just didn't see people who look like me on TV screens, um, you know, and, and especially in the Australian media, you weren't seeing people who looked like me, even on advertising and ads and things like that. There just wasn't really a presence there. And because of that, it can be really hard when you're a kid or a teenager to imagine yourself in that position if you never see anybody who looks like you um, and you're already living in a society where you look around and there aren't necessarily many people around you who are like you. Um, and so it, I think it's just so important as well that we encourage, and this is a great reason you know, why I work at the ABC too, is because the ABC is so passionate about diversity. Um, you know, it's, I think it's just really important that we be we encourage young people, um, you know, from all backgrounds and, and all walks of life to, um, you know, get into the media as well if that's what they're thinking about and they, and they want to do it and we encourage them, um, you know, to, 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 to voice their opinions as well, even if it's not in the media, but to stand up and, and to be seen. Um, and I think that's just, yeah, another reason that I feel very, um, very grateful and, and, you know, happy to be in this position as well. I think it's just really important. That's so, I'm so happy you said that because it's so important for us to encourage young people to see themselves as um, being able to be on TV, being able to be um, in media or other professions. And I think from a school's perspective, it's really great for us to consider this because we can create that sense of belonging by having visibility in our school communities where young people can see their faces reflected in the resources or in the guest speakers that, they, that are brought in. Absolutely. The final question today, and perhaps one of the most important questions, Amelia, is as the host of BTN, are working with young people and having these amazing opportunities to get out to schools and communities um, as part of your work, can you share with us a standout inspirational experience or an aha moment that you've had at a school with a young person or in your work? Mm, oh my gosh. I have had so many. I, I, I feel like I, it's just, there are so many. I feel very lucky working in this job because we do get to interact, you know, for, for a long time, it's just been with kids and I love interacting with kids and going out to schools and speaking to kids and learning about you know, what they think and what they care about and, and what their experiences are. And now it's great too because I'm getting to go to high school. Um, and also I should say as well, Kate and Julia, I have been so um, overwhelmed by the response that we've had when I have gone out to several high schools now. And, you know, because we are, we have been for so long a primary school show and teenagers are famously like a little bit aloof. But they are so enthusiastic. And I'm not even just talking about the year sevens who are like very intensely still fans of BTN when I go, but even all the way up to like year 12, I have had, you know, these sort of slightly starstruck, which is so lovely, um, students come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, you're Amelia Mosley from BTN. Like I've had someone say, you, uh, you know, you raised me. Um, you were my childhood. Like I've had so many nice comments and that has been just overwhelming and, and really makes me feel like, cool, this is worth doing. Um, and also moving from that primary school age to, to high school, 
it makes me go, great, this is really good because they know us, um, they know many of our reporters, they know me, um, and they they still, I think, can, will like us and enjoy us and, and uh, continue their educational journey, um, you know, with us into high school throughout, I think. And I, I, that's what I'm really hoping will, you know, this legacy that we've sort of started this year, I hope it gets to continue for decades more um, so that we don't just leave those primary school students and, and that's it for, from BTN, but we continue on with them instead of just losing them when they go to high school. So that's really important to me. And, and I've really, really loved those experiences and interactions with students um, recently. But honestly, as far as like a real standout inspirational experience goes, I think that the the sorts of experiences that stand out most in, in my mind over the past nine years now that I've worked at BTN, uh, five of those hosting and, and being a reporter throughout those nine years has really been uh, rookie reporters and interactions with students when they're talking about, you know, quite serious topics. So a lot of our rookie reporters that I that stand out to me that I've worked on are the ones where students are talking about their experiences with um, health issues. So, for example, like there are so many, but for example, um, there was one kid that I always talk about when I'm asked this question. His name's Harry um, and he uh, has kidney issues and his dad donated a kidney to him. And that story just like stuck with me. You know, it was just, it's such an incredible story and he is doing really well still. And I keep up with uh, with him on social media. Um, and he was just eight at the time when I went and filmed at his house and his school and spoke to him. And he was just full of energy um, despite having these really difficult health issues. And um, he was just so, so inspirational. And it just really just, I don't know, it's just stayed with me that, that experience and, and really kind of given me a motivation to keep doing my job as well as I possibly can and to keep giving a voice to these students. Um, another story that really stood out was um, a, a, a teenager with alopecia who decided that, um, you know, she wasn't going to wear her wig anymore um she was going to just be bald and embrace that and I thought that was just so such a beautiful story too and I think she was a little bit older and she was sort of it was for BTN so talking to people who are a bit younger than her who might be in that experience or who might know somebody who has alopecia um who wears a wig or who doesn't wear a wig and I think it was just like you know just getting those messages across those really positive sort of body image messages just I think can be quite life-changing um, and we have had students, you know, tell us that, that a BTN story has really kind of changed their life before. And that's always just the, the most incredible feeling. Um, there was another time as well where I actually went out and spoke to some young people about um, mental health issues. Um, and it was just a general story on mental health. And we went to a school and we had a group of, of, of students that were picked by the teacher. And luckily we brought along a, a child psychologist and the whole idea was to sort of sit around in this um, circle and talk about um, mental health and, and ways to deal with things. And I did not for a second expect from these, I think they were about, you know, 11, 10, 11 year olds, that they would have so many, so many concerns, so many issues and so many things that they wanted to raise. And we had tears. Um, we had students talking about being angry. Um, we had students, uh, sadly, one student admitted to us, and this did not go on BTN, obviously, but admitted to us that they had attempted suicide. Um, 
And this was, it was just unbelievable. And it just really made me think, wow, this is a really important conversation to be having. Um, and these students, you know, uh, we often dismiss kids as, as, you know, not having problems, as, you know, just being kids, just be happy, whatever. Um, but there were so many topics that came up, you know, problems with divorce, body image, all sorts. And that just really made me go, this is, you know, we have a platform where we can talk about these things and we have, you know, the child psychologist there who's giving advice and this can be life-changing. Um, and it can really, really help someone. And so, yeah, those, those sorts of moments are just like, the, honestly, they are the reason I, I really love this job more than anything and why I keep doing it. And I think it's the same for most of the reporters at BTN. I think we all know that um, now and then these stories come along and they are really, really important and they can actually really, really help somebody. So, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, Amelia. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to say like that again reinforces that student voice. They're ready to talk, aren't they? And they're re- they're re- they want to be listened to and having those opportunities. Uh, we sometimes forget about how important they, uh, it is to foster a safe place uh, like you have for those young people to, to speak about what's happening for them and provide that guidance and that correct information and to provide that support. So it's really um, beautiful to hear you say that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for providing these very powerful and inspirational stories. It was so wonderful to hear your voice and, and to also be part of a process that amplifies student voice and youth. And it's just been really profound for us. Thank you so much for sharing the BTN journey and how it's just forever evolving, which is just an incredible and thank you so much for yeah, continuing that process of supporting student voice in terms of transforming social change and well-being and to continue that media literacy and critical thinking as well to keep on building those beautiful, cohesive communities. Thanks so much, Amelia. Thank you. It's been a lovely conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode. For further information on the AIS New South Wales Community Cohesion podcast series and project, or any of our guests, please see our show notes.